there in podcast land and welcome to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving don't forget to follow me on facebook at caregiving is a ministry all one word we are still continuing our journey on gentleness and today our scripture comes from the book of hebrews the fifth chapter verses one through three the new american standard bible reads for every high priest taken from among men is appointed on behalf of people in these in things pertaining to God in order to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. He can deal gently with the ignorant and misguided since he himself also is clothed in wicked in weakness. And because of it he is obligated to offer sacrifices for sin for himself as well as for the people. I'm going to couple this scripture with 2 Peter, the second chapter, and the ninth verse. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. I believe our last episode, we discovered that we were all bond servants for the Lord. And today we discovered that we are a holy priesthood, which could be interchanged for a bond servant, I think. As we accept Christ's sacrifice for our sins and, and take on his personhood, we become, you know, co-heirs with him. Hence the royal or holy priesthood that Peter talks about. Once again, it's easy for us to toss this responsibility of priesthood to our pastors or our evangelists, anyone other than ourselves, right? Wrong. As children of God, we too can intercede for people. We can intercede for people that God puts in our path. Interceding is merely going before God for their needs. We can't always go to God for what we need, but he places us there so that we can bring other people's needs to him not absolving them of their sins because only God can do that, but to bring their petitions before him, standing in the gap, so to speak, to pray for people whether you do it out loud for them while they're there or silently in your quiet time. That's what God expects of us. You're asking his help to intervene on behalf of someone else, and that's being a priesthood, the act of priesthood priesthoodship, if that's a word. We'll make it a word for today. <laughs> now, in the Old Testament, the priests had a lot more duties, of course, than to just pray for intercessions for the people of Israel. They also had to make atonement for sin. The sacrifice that Jesus made had not yet come. So you have in the Old Testament where they're making all sorts of um, atoning sacrifices um, throughout the year on behalf of the people. But when Jesus came, he sacrificed once and for all for all of us. There's no longer a need for sacrifices for forgiveness of sins. We just need to accept him. But we can go to God and continue to ask for forgiveness (laughs) because we will continue to sin and to ask for his intervention in our lives and the lives of others. If our life is to be used to draw others closer to him, doesn't it just make sense that that be our role as well as intercessors, as this holy priesthood that Peter talks about? As you mature in your journey with Christ, he's going to ask more of you. Trust me, coming from experience, it's like being in school. 
you know, you progress to the next grade, to the next level, and each grade builds upon the next. And as you progress, the work gets a little harder and there's more work required of you. This life is almost like going to school, so to speak, because we are to demonstrate that we are citizens of God's kingdom. The thing with God is he always lets you do the retest before you progress to the next level. Hence the children of Israel, you know, wandering in the the wilderness for 40 years. You know, you can continue to go around the same mountain over and over again until you grasp the concept that God is trying to show you so that you can progress to the next level. But he will require more of you as you mature in him. I find it fantastic that the verse in um, Hebrews goes on to acknowledge that priests aren't perfect. Who knew? (laughs) Pastors aren't perfect. Deacons aren't perfect. Teachers aren't perfect. You, my love, aren't perfect. There I said it. Are you mad at me? I hope not, (laughs) because it's true. We're not perfect. But how do we expect so much of others when we too are flawed? I think that's the paradigm that we must remember that we too are flawed and it is through our remembering and our acknowledging of our frailties that we can extend gentleness to others. In the last sentence, it just cracks me up because it says, after we have prayed for others, the first part, right? Making intercessions as that priesthood and sacrifices, so to speak. And then remembering that we too are fraud. fraud, Then we need to pray for ourselves, (laughs) essentially. Have you ever encountered the Christian who doesn't seem to know that they need prayer too? They have the tendency to want to help everyone displaying their biblical knowledge of scripture, offering prayers up readily. You know, I'll pray for you, sister. I'll pray for you, brother. This is what it says in the word. But then when you ask them how they're doing, they're like, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Always? Really? I find it just disingenuous sometimes. Because we're all flawed and every once in a while, all of us need to be like, yeah, I need some prayer on this. Everyone else knows that you're flawed, so you might as well admit it too. <laughs> if you are the only person who doesn't, who doesn't understand that right now, then that's another lesson for another time. You are flawed. <laughs> Each one of us are to have that person or persons whom we can go to in order to be vulnerable and to be held accountable to. All of us need that because we're flawed (laughs) and as we go around doing good we need people to pray over us as well and we need to be honest with the things that we're going through it may be inappropriate you know for a leader you know in a church to announce their frailties to the masses you know to the congregation you know all the time there may be times where that is very much appropriate don't get me wrong but they should have someone to help them to keep them encouraged Because when you're placed in various roles of responsibility, that's really a large target for Satan. And he always goes to those who are in leadership positions because he understands that we have unrealistic expectations of them. And so once they show their humanity, then we go out for the kill. Satan doesn't have to do anything else after that because we start to stone people. Would it not be great for the body of Christ to be honest and transparent enough to say, we don't have all the answers, we don't understand everything? We don't, but 
We serve a God who does. And so what we're going to do is proceed with honesty and accountability while administering correction and discipline with love when needed. If we exercise that philosophy as the body of believers, I think the world wouldn't look at us as hypocrites, you know, doing one thing and saying another. I think they'd see real credibility and they'd see genuine people with a genuine heart for their God who are committed to acknowledging the frailties that we all have, but then helping people get on the right path to correction. We are all flawed. So let's be honest with ourselves. So, can we, so that we can build relationships with gentleness and bring honor and glory to God. Hearts and minds clear? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for this day, a day where it seems as though you've revealed to us another role or title, I guess we could have as your children, you know, being a royal priesthood, the responsibility of carrying other people's burdens and requests before you, just carrying them to you, but not to internalize them, just to help bring them to you, especially if those are people who do not have a relationship with you yet or whose relationship isn't, um, is a growing relationship and they're considered babes in Christ. Your word says that we are to lift each other up and this scripture says that as priests, we have a responsibility in doing that, but to remember that we are also flawed so that we will deal with others with gentleness. Help us to deal with others with gentleness, but first, Father, help us to deal with ourselves with gentleness, to not beat ourselves up when we may not say the right thing or do the right thing or maybe ignore a person or maybe not put our best foot forward Allow us to extend gentleness to ourselves first. Because as this scripture has pointed out to us, we are flawed as well and we need forgiveness. And we need to come to you each and every day in order to be washed in the forgiveness of your love and of your goodness. Thank you for being a God who still loves us in our frailty and who paid the price for all of our sins so that we can come to you and ask for forgiveness. Thank you for being a real God and a right now God. And help us to accept our role as priesthood, not in fear, but in obedience and trust to you. Because as we accept that role, we understand that the people that you put in our care need you and that you put them in our charge because you're going to use us to show them just how great you are. Bless us as we take care of our loved ones from the various ailments and diseases that they may have, illnesses that they may have. Continue to give us the courage and the steadfastness to get up every morning proclaiming how good you are and committed to ensure that our loved ones live the best life that day. Help us to trust you for that day and to not get worried about tomorrow but for that day. We love you because we know that you have already scripted the number of days that we're going to have. And so if we just trust you, we know that everything will work out for your honor and your glory. Bless each and every person who's listening to this podcast. You know their needs. Help them to feel your love. 
Send them what they need, Lord, and help them to know that you are God. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. I will see you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you.